Who's the new guy on the right? Everybody, welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is episode 445. It recorded on April the 12th, 2017. I'm Ryan Schraub. I'm Jeremy Holstrom. I'm Josh Walrus. And I'm Alan Valentano. Fantastic. I'm so glad to be back. Uh, or here for the <laughs> first time. He was saving that just for you. For the first time. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm excited to be back here with you too, Josh. I missed you so much. Miss you. Yeah. Uh, we have some stuff to talk about today. We're going to talk about Ryzen 5. That's going to be the vast majority of our, of our conversations, I think. Uh, we also have a buyer's guide to get to. Uh, and we're going to mention the, the Frag and Frogs VLAN summary. Uh, I did have this. I, I found We found this on one of the shelves, and we were trying to find space for other things. This is the original Intel Nook box. Uh, this is a Core i3 model, I believe. Is that right? No, I think it was an i5. Nope, Core you didn't i3. Throw that away already? I don't throw you anything didn't have away. Video Josh. Of you, unfortunately, with uh, like thirty boxes, struggling to go to the dumpster. Thirty, my butt. There's been a lot more than thirty. This right. had USB two, HDMI, and Thunderbolt. So we were using this for a very long time as our as our file server. Uh, but the uh, it is Windows eight compatible. Um, <laughs> one of, one of my favorite things about this packaging that they don't do anymore, and I'm very disappointed. I know Alan listens to this show, so I hope he's listening. Oh. Um, not you. The uh, uh, it does. It's it's going to be a little bit of a letdown now because of this. <laughs> the battery's dying. The battery is dying. So it turns into it's a rap song. It's supposed to play the Intel jingle, and it almost gets there. Yeah, I can't make it all the way. That was the remix. See, it takes a little while. It's like the battery needs to like get like rest a little bit longer to get enough oomph to even get over the edge. Uh-huh. But now you just get this nice remix edition. <laughs> but they don't do that for the next anymore, and I'm a little disappointed. Did that scare the crap out of you the first time you opened it up? I, I mean, I, I would say scared the crap out of me is maybe an exaggeration. Oh, oh dear, he's taking it apart now. Just pull out the, pull out the thing. It's taped. I want to get. It's getting worse. It's getting worse. Great audio podcast. It's gotten worse, everybody. It's ticking. Now it's a cricket that only knows one note. Okay, uh, what kind of batteries further. does it take? Open it further. I'm this waiting for the remix Man, version it's got of four this. Four cells in there? Oh, two. Nope. There's three. It's like three. And I can't turn it off. Wait, when would we get an 808 on the podcast? Yeah, what, what everybody needs an 808. Where's the, the light sensor? There's a light <laughs> sensor. Oh, was the light sensor? Yeah, see? It's like a cricket. This does make for great audio show i'm sure <laughs> i'm just gonna hold this the rest of the day well, and see the box and hold it. it's a non-user replaceable yeah. battery Stick it in there to get a star off on a review yeah if this were a <laughs> I- the box away it's just gonna hold it <laughs> if this were an i fix it uh summary this would get a zero easy repairability <laughs> would be minimal i don't know yeah, it's cardboard all right so uh anyway that's how we're starting the show welcome everybody just to hold it uh, we record the show on Wednesday nights. It's, uh, it is Wednesday night now, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific at pcpro.com slash live. Thank you, everybody, who joins us. You get to hang out in the chat room and see all the funny before and after stuff that happens or this. <laughs> <But doesn't> it doesn't... 
still doing. It. I don't. I don't know exactly where the light sensor it's, is. It's all the gap between your fingers. <laughs> but yeah, it's clearly not. Wow, it's really sticky. <laughs> Remember, Easy you guys. asked for this. Easy guys. Battery uh, powered and sticky. Huh? So if you yeah, if you need <laughs> a in your left hand. reminder for uh, our live stranger, go to pcport.com/slash/subscribe and get this little notification list here. Uh, or you sign up for a notification list with your name and your email address, and uh, we'll send you a note when we're about ready to live stream an hour before, 20 minutes before, two hours before. It just depends on the day. Uh, and if we have any other events that we live stream, you'll be signed up for that. We do a lot of other ones with uh, uh, industry people that maybe uh, give away prizes. So it might be something worth worth paying attention to. And, of course, uh, we still have our Patreon campaign ongoing. This is your way to, if you find any value – any value at all in whatever the hell we do, you can go to patreon.com slash PCPer, sign up here, uh, and uh, have a recurring monthly contribution of a dollar or $5 or $10 or whatever you want it to be, uh, and you kind of directly contribute to uh, the content we create and uh, Josh in some kind of roundabout way as well, mm. and this podcast as well, so... Keep that in mind. If you happen to be one of those people that is an ad blocker, which I can, I'm going to say, based on my metrics, approximately 45% of you are. Uh, and I know that not 45% of the people that listen to this um, are subscribing through Patreon. Mm-hmm. So I'll put that out there. Uh, so there is that. And I also wanted to uh, quickly mention, as I go back here and find the, the page here, uh, Jeremy, talk uh, a little bit about the Fragging Frogs VLAN that happened this weekend. You were able to participate in at least the second half of said event. Yep. Unfortunately, I don't. My Saturday mornings are filled with crap I have to do. Yeah. But the afternoon was a lot of fun. Uh, the guys got together. We had uh, about seventy unique IPs over the day. At the peak, about fifty of us were playing. At UT2K4, of course, uh, a bunch of new stuff like. Ghost Recon Wildlands, the scarf from Tarkov just came out of its uh, NDA Alpha. Team Fortress 2, by the end of it, we were resorting to the worst games we could think of, which, of course, was Dino D-Day. The only game where you can <laughs> pee on something is a dinosaur. It, it's utterly brilliant. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Come on. It's, mm-hmm. it's that bad. But uh, AMD chipped in uh, Ryzen 7 1700s. Which we gave away. Uh, you guys offered some interesting things, including a slightly used case from Sebastian that ended up with Kali. Uh, but also four motherboards, uh, a nice mechanical keyboard, uh, one of Mori's giant coolers. So we had a lot of fun. A lot of people ended up with better hardware than they started out with. And hey, we will be doing another one. So keep an eye out on the front page. If not, just join up with the Frag and Frogs because Lenny does a lot of work for this, but he also does work every week to make Indeed. sure that there's at least a couple of games going on. Sign up, TeamSpeak. It's just fun. Indeed. Oh, I forgot to mention from the Patreon campaign, if you are a new patron and or you increase your patron, uh, patronage, patronage uh, I will see an email come through on my phone and I will read your name and thank you on the live stream. So uh, keep that in mind. Gee, is that a new as thing? Well. I don't think so. Uh, Cutting edge. And based on this sound. Oh, it made it all the way through. Oh, yeah. Ha. Now it's never going to stop. Uh, So now that means it's time to talk about AMD. 
I guess. <laughs> I guess I didn't think that through very well. But that is the chime for moving on to the next story. So let's talk about uh, Ryzen 5. So this is actually really annoying now. That's my hand. There we go. Look at that. How'd you make it not? Made us in. I think the light sensor's on the bottom. So so Ryzen 5 launched this week. This is uh, AMD's second series or family of processors based on Zen. Um, Ryzen 5 is lower cost, lower performance, lower core count than what we saw in Ryzen 7, as the uh, name might say. Indicate also that the name might indicate that its primary competition is Intel's Core i5 line of processors. Ryzen seven against Core i7, Ryzen five against Core i5. Clearly, somebody has been thinking. Um, we've talked about kind of the general specs of what Ryzen five processors are because they've announced them, but it's worth going over it again real quickly. There's the 1600x, the 1600, the 1500x, and then the 1400. Uh, six core, six core, four core, four core in that order, all with SMT enabled. So a six core has 12 threads and a quad core has eight threads, uh, which is a that's a significant delta uh, over what Intel has on their Core i5 line. The, the Core i5 7600K, which is the highest in Cabulate Core i5 part uh, price competitively with the core of uh, the Ryzen 5 1600X, that is a quad core four thread. So they do not have hyper threading enabled on their parts. Now, and you can see that here in this line of the table. So that, what that means is if you buy a Ryzen 5 1600 or 1600X, you are getting three times the threading capability with the Ryzen 5 than you mm-hmm. are with the 7600K. And if you buy a quad core, you're getting 2x the threading capability. Now, threads does not mean cores. You're not going to get 3x the performance. You're not going to get 2x the performance with the 1500X or 1400. Um, but you will see some significant improvements on multi-threaded applications and workloads. Yep. Right, Just out of the gate, by default. Uh, and the clock speeds are, are relatively competitive as well. The 7600K is still the highest clocked part, uh, 200 megahertz higher on the base and the boost uh, compared to the 1600X. But the 1600X is running at the same base and turbo clocks as the 1800X, which was the 8-core 16-thread part from the Ryzen 7 line. Um, and it has the same amount of cache as well. Um, similar TDPs, uh, but that was a $499 part. This is a $249 part. So for half the money, you're getting 25% fewer cores uh, at the same clock speed. So you can Pretty kind good. of just... Automatically, you start to think like, okay, this is like this is where the performance per dollar benefit really comes into yeah, that's play. Where the, that's where you're getting into the sweet spot. Right, for Ryzen, for Ryzen, for yep. sure. So uh, 249 for the 1600X, 219 for the 1600, 189 for the 1500X, and 169 for the 1400. So we're getting into the sub-$200 processors. Uh, our competitive, comparative parts from Intel are the 7600K, 7600, 7500, and 7400, although uh, all I really tested here was the 7600K and the 7500, as those are the ones that were priced up best with the two parts that AMD sent me, the 1600X and what, the 1500X. Just, just out of curiosity, what is the cheapest six-core Intel part? Uh, it's, what is it, 380? Oh, it'll be an i7. Like 380? So. It's, okay. it, it's, and it's an i7 on the e platform, so it's an X99 yeah. system, right? Yeah. Um, so to even get six cores on the Intel yes. side, you're, what, you're getting close to doubling the cost. Yeah. Correct. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It, it's 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 a it's a big difference there. Yeah. Core count doesn't mean everything. IPC is still important. You sure. know, we'll we'll go through that in the performance part of our discussions. It's also worth noting um, that the uh, AMD B three fifty chipset. So uh, the Ryzen 
all the Ryzen processors out there today support both the X370 and the B350 chipset. X370 uh, and B350 have very similar specifications. And Josh, correct me on this if you think I'm, I'm missing any of it. Other You're than wrong. No. <laughs> uh, the B350 does not support multi-GPU. And correct. it has, I think, four fewer USB 3.0 ports. And I believe fewer SATA ports. Okay. I think two fewer. Two fewer. Mm-hmm. Other than that, that's 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 it. Like B three hundred and fifty, you can still overclock. Um, you can still up change memory speeds and performance. Um, they don't hold you back in any of those particular ways. Uh, if you look at what Intel has with the Z two hundred and seventy versus the B two hundred and fifty chipset, you want to talk about confusing things, right? B two hundred and fifty, B three hundred and fifty, those are not the same platforms, right? Um, so the B250 chipset from, from Intel, does it support overclocking, CPU, or memory? Um, or so, AMD. <laughs> or the or AMD, yes. It also does not support overclocking AMD processors. You cannot, That's you cannot plug the AMD processor into um, that board. That's true. So, you know, Sebastian can, but... You can only do it once. The... Uh, so it's interesting because one of, one of AMD's things was they wanted to talk about, hey, our platform is... is more robust at the same dollar amount than Intel's. Mm-hmm. I will say that because of the abundance of Z270 motherboards out there, you can get some pretty low-cost Z270 motherboards. Yeah. And so... I, I have to interrupt real quick. Sure. Someone reminded us, and okay. I believe this is true, the B350 does not support SLI, but I believe it does support Crossfire. I think that's the case. Okay. Yeah. Uh, X370 does both. B three fifty only one, but does it do it through the way that Crossfire was supported on like three way configurations? I, I don't like know through the chipset because even if that's the case, I wouldn't recommend going that route. But I'll, I'll double check on that. That's a good point. Um, so regardless, I think the B th- if you're comparing B three fifty and B two fifty, AMD has the clear advantage in chipset and like kind of motherboard solutions there because now B three fifty has support for M dot two and you know, USB 3.1 and all that kind of modern stuff as well. Uh, but because there are more Intel options just by default out there, there's going to be a lot more options for you to... Yeah, you can get a Z270 board starting at $100 right now. Exactly. So, so you know, the, the argument of, hey, B350 is better than B250 only takes you as far until you start to see Z270 boards in different configurations at different, different price points. Now, is there a difference in supported M.2 configurations between those two chipsets? The AMD ones? Yes. I do not believe so. Okay. No. Uh, they both should support M.2 PCIe by 3 by, f- by 4 lanes. Yeah. Okay. PCIe 3.0 by 4, four lanes, yes. Yep. On two ports? Uh, just one. Okay. They only have one. Yeah, which, I mean, realistically is, you know, they're not supporting Optane, so there's that. I mean, you could add another one. It just might like be going a different route. You could add it into like, an you add-in use, yeah, slot. Slot. You could use, yeah. like, PCIe yeah. lanes. Just, you know. um, so before we get into the actual Ryzen 5 benchmarks, I did want to – we added a couple things to this review that I think uh, were added – not added to the Ryzen 7 review because information and kind of debates and discussions occurred after the fact. Uh, the first one being memory speed testing. Uh, and if you look at this graph here, please ignore my typo of DDR4 200, which is actually <laughs> DDR4 2400. Very, very slow. It's very slow DDR4 mm. memory. And it's amazing it perform, how high it performs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically, I took the uh, 1600X 
and ran it at DDR for 2133, 2400, 2933, 3200, yeah. and just saw what impact it had on performance. And as you can see here in like Cinebench, single and multi, you know, up to three, up to three percent. I'm sorry, three percent faster in the largest scale. Yeah. Uh, handbrake, almost no difference. Sysoft memory bandwidth, of course, it is a memory bandwidth test. So they're, you know, you're getting increasing 28, the memory speed. Maybe a memory bandwidth <laughs> go up. It's wow. very weird. I just felt like this needed to be in here. You get a 28 percent increase going from 2133 memory to 3200 memory. Okay, right in actual That's bandwidth. Probably so, just what the proportion works out to. Yeah. Uh, Geekbench here is a little bit more uh, susceptible to the memory <laughs> bandwidth than other uh, benchmarks show to be, up to seven percent. Mm-hmm. Going from one to the other. But keep in mind, I think 2400 is probably the base that most people, like, 20, nobody's buying 2133 memory at this point. Um, so 2400, so you're going from 3% to 7%. So it's, you know, 3 or 4%. It's all about the base. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No trouble. Uh, now, Blender, no advantages. So, but now here, the last four are games, right? So yeah, Rise once of, you get to the games, all of a sudden. Yeah. Rise of the Tomb Raider, up to 12%. Hitman, 14%. GTA 5, 12%. Wildlands, almost nothing. Huh. <laughs> and this is what really got me. Like, I was looking through the results. I was like, wow, clearly faster memory, just boom, automatic game performance. But then there's a game. But then there's one of the games I looked at where there was no difference. And so it really just depends on, the, you know, I guess something in a gaming workload. You got to do some contention tests. Yeah. Bus contention. Yeah. So essentially, how you want to do that, or do you want me to explain how you should do that on air? No, I mean, I guess not. Okay. <laughs> I mean, so, and also it's worth we'll noting. We'll discuss it later. Even going from 2133 to 2400, you're getting, you know, 6% in Rise of the Tomb Raider, 6% in Hitman. So, you know, you're going up to 14% from that base. So th- there's clearly a performance delta there. And it's why when AMD came to talk to media, they were talking about, hey, we're going to send you DDR4 3200 memory. And I had this debate going back and forth with them about what I was going to test in, like, the review part of it. Yeah. Right? And I said, look, in my view... This is a budget platform. 3200 memory is more expensive, even if it's only by $20 or $30. $20 or $30 is 20% to 10% to 20% of your processor price, right? That's a significant delta. Yeah. But as 3200 memory, as 2933 memory comes down, this makes a lot more sense. That's right. True. So, and we also tested uh, Windows 10 Power Mode. And uh, we'll talk about a different story that, that AMD has their own um, profile that they came out with. But I thought this was interesting. I tested high performance and balance, which should again be the two extremes mm-hmm. for AMD on this. This is with the 1500X. And I did a whole bunch of benchmarks. And you'll see a lot of these tests are 0. 0.6%, 0.5%, 1.3%. Um, uh, and th- those, that was actually uh, the balance mode was a little bit faster in those. Uh, 1.8% faster in Geekbench. Web Expert showed a 14% performance advantage in high performance. That is a general productivity application benchmark that really yeah. thrives on responsiveness. So yeah. it kind of makes sense that would be the case. Uh, but if you look at everything else, there's a couple of places where balanced is – I mean they're essentially I mean, identical within margin of error, margin of error yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, Cinebench single is the only other place where we saw something worth noting and that's 4.7%. Okay. And that is – honestly, that's the one where AMD said, hey – the scores are different here. This is why we think. What about the games? Uh, when I go down to the games, we saw uh, 1% in Civ, 3.6% in Tomb Raider, 
nothing in Hitman, nothing in Ashes, nothing in GTA, nothing in Deus Ex, okay. nothing in Far Cry Primal, and nothing in Wild. So Dead. there was some difference, but only in a couple of games. There was one game, right? Like okay. Civ Six is one point three percent. I wouldn't count that. Tomb Raider seems to be a Tomb, dang problem child. Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider is a problem child, right? <laughs> what is going but it, on but with it's that also game? giving us like interesting windows into the performance discussion, sure. even in this case. But if you look at the memory scaling, like Tomb Raider wasn't the only one that showed performance advantages there. Yep. Only in the power mode stuff mm-hmm. there. So, um, you know, AMD wanted everybody to test in high power mode. I don't think it's that important, except if you use Cinebench as your benchmark then you're going to see a difference, yeah. right? Uh, and, and there may be some slight advantages in, like, actual, you know, consumer... If you use a lot of Excel and Word and PowerPoint and all this other type of stuff that may be going on. Um, and then finally, in terms of supplementary testing, we did our uh, CCX latency testing, yep. pinging between cores. We've had this discussion before. Uh, we wanted to make sure uh, that... Two things. One, the CCXs were divided how AMD said they were. So 1600X is 3 plus 3. Three cores on a CCX plus three cores on another CCX, one disabled on each module. Okay. And that's right? definitely what's going it's on. It's definitely there. the case. And the 1500X is two by two. Mm-hmm. It's, there's not a – sometimes it will be three plus one. Sometimes it will be four plus zero. None of that exists. It's oh, all, so they just said they're only ship, like they're the only, only way they're going to ship them is yep. – Okay. Well, so, And I also did testing here. You can see this with the 1600X at different – at the same memory speeds, 2133, 2400, 2933, and 3200 because the um, the f- fabric – the Infinity Fabric, the mm-hmm. interconnect inside that connects these two CCX modules, runs at the DDR speed. I think it's, I think it's half of the DDR speed Well, or it's half of 2400, but it's yeah. 1200 megahertz, yeah. right? So it's running at the memory speed without the doubling, Sure, right? Uh, and this is kind of the result that was, what was interesting to look at, right? Um, this is the latency between the module to module. Yep. And uh, it decreases pretty dramatically, as we increase that it's memory speed. basically proportional to the – or inversely proportional to the uh, – Yeah. You know. And so when you see some of the, our, our game, result test, game result tests at the different mm-hmm. things, this is kind of, again, directly proportional uh, to those things, uh, indicating that there's just – it's more complex than AMD seemed to – I don't want to say seemed to realize, but that they wanted to tell us about up front. Right. And that we had to do all this kind of discovery – on our own for whatever reason. So yeah. there's that. Um, and, you know, for, for the sake of brevity, I'm going to not talk about all the performance results and just say in single-threaded results, the results look very similar to the Ryzen 7 story. Yep. The, se- the Core i5 processors in Kaby Lake are better at single-threaded performance workloads, right? Mm-hmm. Cinebench single, you know, your web experts, your sysmarks, those types of things. Um, you know, the, the 7600K is going to be ahead of the other parts. Um, but when you get into multi-threaded workloads, like even inside Sysmark, something like the data and financial, which is a multi-threaded workload, yeah. the 1600X is significantly ahead of the 7600K and the 7500. Yeah, I mean, it's as if it had two more cores. It's as if it did. But, I mean, <laughs> but even the 1500X has right. the same number of cores with more, but it has more threads. Yeah. Right. So there's there's yeah more threads helps there are too. benefits there yeah. it being a hyperthreaded part versus the Intel part that's it's not scroll to the bottom of all this the um, as I go to let me go to the one that Wait, all you don't ever, want to read the comments yeah no I definitely don't want to read the comments on this <laughs> uh, so here this is a good page Audacity single threaded okay seventy six hundred and seventy five hundred well ahead of the sixteen hundred X and the fifteen hundred X right yep but 
Let's take a look at, uh, let's just do, let's see, X264 right here, right? X264 yep. encode. Now, these, you know, the 7600K is running 54 frames per second versus 88 frames per second on the 1600X. That yep. is more cores, more threads. Yep. And even the 1500X with the same number of cores, yes, it has twice the threads, so it's, but it's not, it's winning by, I don't know, let's see, six, it so does, we'll say double, you know, right? 10%, but, yeah. 8% or something like that. But it's ahead, and the 1500X is a way less expensive part than the 7600K. Yep. Is so it's it's impressive from a anything that is multi-threaded like look at the blender workloads how much less time it takes than the Core i five does if yeah. you're a budget guy who wants you know you want to get into game development you're doing stuff for work or for school mm-hmm. right you're you're going to have an advantage now obviously we included these results here for like the eighteen hundred X and the seventy seven hundred K just for comparison's sake they're going to be faster than the more expensive platform um, but clearly the sixteen hundred X and the Ryzen five parts have some some solid results there. And then in terms of gaming, we kind of already showcased this on the previous page. Uh, we went from four games to eight games in the Ryzen 5. We only tested four games quickly in the Ryzen 7. We did eight games in the Ryzen 5 test. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them we didn't have time to run. I was out of town all week, so I didn't only brought the, the Ryzen 5 hardware with me to test. Uh, and it does, it, it looks better than the Ryzen 7 did. In some instances, because it has the core thread count advantage over the competing Intel parts, right? So like Deus Ex, uh, Mankind Divided, 1080p, very high, no delta at all, right? Yeah, it's basically identical. Yep. Far Cry Primal, interesting because the the 7600K was consistently, oops, consistently faster than the 7500, even though they don't differ by very much on, you know, they have the same core and uh, thread count, but clock speeds, they're, they're pretty different. Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, GTA 5, the Ryzen's are behind. Uh, Hitman, the Ryzen's are a little bit ahead. Rise of the Tomb Raider, uh, the Ryzen's are behind. Ghost Recon, a little bit behind, but not a whole lot. It's as if it's like a truly competitive thing. It is. <laughs> so here's, here, here would be my summation of performance. Win some, lose some. Like Single-threaded applications, Ryzen 5 loses. Yep. Multi-threaded application. Multi-threaded applications, Ryzen 5 wins by a lot. Yeah. Like if it's, it's, if it's not is, close. If the thing is using enough threads where it needs the extra threads. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 If multi-threaded, it wins. Yep. Clearly. Gaming, uh, the Intel parts still have the edge, but it's not by as much. Yeah. Right? It's a little bit more muted than it was on the Ryzen 7 side. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're comparing the lower cost Intel parts. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and and the Ryzen five performance doesn't really change a whole lot mm-hmm. uh, in the, inside that window. So you know, talking about comments, Josh, a lot of people in the comments didn't like my review. I thought it was very positive, and it's basically the summation was that like, yeah, it's pretty good at gaming, but if you want the best best gaming, it's still Intel's Core i five line in this segment. Yeah, uh, if you do anything multi threaded, it's stupid to buy anything else. Like if you can get six cores and twelve threads for the same price as four threads, yeah. Don't do that. Like, exactly. Or, you know, do that. Don't buy the Intel one. Right. Um, so there's... It's definitely the most cores and threads for your money. There's no doubt about it. I mean, there's just no AMD way around it. was very aggressive in this. It, you kind of almost look at this and go, had, had AMD launched with this or all of it at once, which maybe would have been too much for people to kind of digest Nobody would have bought seven. <laughs> That's probably true. Um, but plus, there would just be like no motherboards available. Anywhere. That's true as well. Yeah, yeah. Mo- availability motherboard availability was already an issue. But it, it's it's you know this is this is the this to me was like the lead step 
right? Yeah. Like this is your best foot, right? Because this is the price segment where the majority of people are buying. Um, this is the one that's going to get the most attention in forums and, and, and on Reddit and all those different places where these communities can kind of get together and discuss it. Um, there's the least question marks about performance here mm-hmm. versus Ryzen 7. Uh, but there is something very compelling about launching with a $500 part that beats a $1,000 part from your competitor. Yeah. Right? And that's what the 1800X uh, really was. So Ryzen 5, it's available. It's out there for sale now. Um, so I didn't see it's it's one, the, one more the, one more point about this is yeah. that even though the DX12 one of the DX12 examples that we were using is a problem child Tomb Raider Tomb Raider mm-hmm. right you could probably flip that argument around and as opposed to saying avoid DX12 or something like DX12 is still a good thing for even this CPU someone that buys Ryzen five mm-hmm. some new DX12 title comes out that's not a problem child that loads the CPU less. Because it's DX12, properly optimized game, right? Right, would probably do just as well on Ryzen five as it did on the Intel parts. In other words, you know, they're like moving forward, your games are probably going to be less likely to show you, you know, such a difference. I, I, I based mean, on I would, CPU. I would think so. Remember, right. it's it's so interesting because you look at AMD and when it was Radeon group mm-hmm. talking about it, DX12 was super important because right. uh, it was going to show. The benefits, uh, you know, for their lower end processors and the whole platform as a whole w- yeah. was going to scale up uh, uh, better with it. And, and with Ryzen, you have more cores and more threads. So in theory, better threading at the that's, engine level that's true too. and yeah. the API level would be a benefit. Yeah. It, there's just other stuff going on that keeps that from being the case currently. Today. Right? Yeah. AMD showed the ashes of the singularity stuff that they could get engine adjustments. They could see improvements. Whether or not that can be applied not glo- not necessarily globally, but to a wider range of games and game engines is yet to be seen. I think that's really the proof point that they need to get across. Yep. They need somebody else other than Ashes to come out and do it. They need, you know, if you could get Unreal Engine to show a 25% improvement on Ryzen processors, you basically win Yeah, the internet. Well, they're probably pushing Unreal pretty hard. It's all about to, relationships, to right? It's, yeah. I mean, it's it's... And and you're talking about moving a much more mammoth beast. Yeah, you know it's the, what's the, the the largest ships are the hardest ones to move, right? And <laughs> Epic and Unreal is the largest ship yes. in the ocean, for sure. Well, so, I mean, they're going to have pressure from more than just AMD as people buy these CPUs and start to use them. Like when the community enough. starts to not pressure enough. you. I mean, not enough. No, no. Well, you don't think it'll eventually it's going to happen. I'm not saying right now, like tomorrow, they're going to release something not patched this year. for Unreal Engine. I, you know, I, okay. don't, I don't think there's enough community pressure for something to affect this year. There might be other pressures and just opportunity costs there yeah. for them to take advantage of it. So, has, so that's, that's Ryzen 5. Go ahead. Has there been any more follow-up on the non-NVIDIA benchmarks with Ryzen and Intel? Non-NVIDIA benchmarks. Where they had the dual RX 480s on Rise of the Tomb Raider, and it showed a massive improvement over the, the 1080 for the Ryzen part. Um, um, the So you're talking about that there were different performance deltas between Ryzen and Core whatever using a Radeon pro, uh, GPU than an Intel GPU. I believe it was specifically dual RX 480s where the massive where the, well, that where the difference came up. When you get into multi-GPU, it's a totally different story, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and, no, I haven't looked at any multi-GPU stuff. I had heard some people complain that, like, oh, you need to be testing an RX 40 on this because 
NVIDIA's drivers suck or something, whatever the the accusation was. If they suck I, on an Intel CPU, they're just going to suck the yeah, same on an AMD I CPU. I don't want to get into it yeah. about the, the debate of... Uh, it's definitely a rabbit hole. Yeah. Sure, but, but it's all interesting information to dive into. It's just a matter of, of picking and choosing with limited resources of, 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 of time. In, in this case, it was, uh, it was not just limited resources of time. It was like a specific configuration for one game. Yeah. Like you tested like what, 30, Eight. 40 different things there in this piece. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't spin up a separate yeah, test yeah, yeah, bed yeah. and do the install and all that time invested just to like one game. Like that's okay. If somebody wants to do that somewhere on the internet, fine. Let them have at it. See, but, th- yeah. I know. mean, I don't want to dive out of the hole, but like uh, just, I'm, I'm one guy and maybe we have two guys, maybe three like with the Ryzen 7 launch. We have maybe, maybe three people doing different things at different times yeah. in terms of testing. Um, but there are thousands of people on the internet yeah. as it turns out all of which and they've ha- got a lot of time <laughs> all of which have computers and time <laughs> they have a lot of time right and <laughs> opinions in one day a thousand people can run a lot more tests than i can run mm-hmm. and so coming into the comments and complaining about i didn't be, i wasn't running a b c and d I'm like well yes why don't you run a yeah. your buddy runs b <laughs> and your other guy runs c and then you report back and tell me and i'll listen I may not yeah. do anything with it, but I'll at least listen. That's true. Right? Um, Speaking of other things we were doing in yes. the office, um, <laughs> while you were testing, uh, you know. Well, I was testing Ryzen 5. You were testing Ryzen 5. Yes. Uh, Ken and I were dorking around with uh, the balanced power plan thing. Yes. Um, which uh, basically is just a custom power profile. That you add to Windows. So when you go into your power options in the operating system, you can choose between balance and high performance. Yep, yep. This gives you a third option. Yep. On it's a desktop you- PC, which most people may never have even bothered to touch. That's the thing. Most people will typically not change that at all. Right. Because if you do put it in high performance, it basically just runs your CPU max like all the time. Right. Like the regular high performance mode. Like it yep. just, you know, it doesn't spin down, nothing. It just You basically just suck an extra power from the wall for, you know, even when you're Little completely reason. idle. Like, you're yeah. asleep at night, your computer's it's still like running. like you're running a heavy-duty 3D screensaver. Uh, basically. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Even if your computer's just sitting there only showing you the desktop and not doing a thing. Bring right? back 3D screensavers. So, so since there were differences that, you know, differences in how Windows instructs the CPU to go to different power levels or, you know, when it parks cores, when it does different things, mm-hmm. um, to kind of work around the unique parts of what Ryzen CPUs do that Windows is not yet aware of, uh, they came up with their own power profile that will get you probably nine-tenths of the way there. Right. Right. It's not the perfect thing. It's not as good as if it was just integrated into Windows and, like, Microsoft made some changes or something like that. But it gets you most of the way there. Sure. Um, And uh, I kind of dove into it. Uh, We installed the profile. It's, like... You could install a power profile into Windows with just like a special kind of data file format. Mm -hmm. But instead of distributing it that way, it's like it's an installer. It has that power profile that it installs and just does the work for you because you'd have to like script it to get it in there. Uh, And then it has a really tiny executable that just runs like one time. And all that does is it just switches your profile to that profile. Oh, it does switch it to it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it makes it the active one, right? Because, you know, the average person running this might not even know that there is a place you have to go in Windows to change that right. thing, right? So it's just run this thing, you know. And uh, AMD did say that they're going to put this in with their, uh, what's the name of their software package for? Their driver? Yeah. 
But it's not a CPU driver per se. It was the other. Oh, cr- uh, relive like the chipset drivers or well, relive, I think or? you install it all through like a graphics like driver. Yeah, still. I mean yeah. the plan is for this not to be a standalone thing in the future. Just be sure. like you know something that's rolled up in that package. It'll right. just until they can work with Microsoft and actually in, in, integrate it into right. yeah right right right. So, I, I, want, I do want to show this 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 first table or graph you have here is not data we gathered. Yes, we did not do that many tests. This is data that AMD gave us that we then put into a graph form so people could kind of look at it yep. easily. Yep. And, I, and I want to point this out because I just did a whole thing where I looked at a 1600X in balance and high performance uh-huh. and showed only one or maybe two applications that even noticed a difference. They are showing a whole bunch of applications that show significant differences. Yep, and um, we were able to confirm two of them. Uh, the ones in the so blue? The ones that are highlighted blue. GTA 5 Max. And uh, Ryzen Tomb Raider very high, which is the one I saw in my testing as yep. well. And so, and don't get me wrong, we tested some other ones uh, that were not on their list that yep. showed no gain, similar to what you saw in your other testing okay. of other games, right? And, and, but I, I don't want to discount this list because there's a lot of stuff on here. Alien Isolation, yep. uh, Batman Arkham Knight, Battlefield 4, uh, Battlefield 1, Ultra, Bioshock Infinite. Which is, you know, so, I mean, some of these games are a little bit old. Like, there's Crisis 3 is on here. Yeah. So, um, basically, we didn't confirm all the numbers, but I kind of smart-checked a couple. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, so. Some of them, like, murdered Soul Suspect is 14%. Crisis 3, <laughs> this is yeah. funny to talk about, is 21%. Yeah. I mean, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, like, our the result we saw was actually a higher percent gain. We were testing it very high instead of, I think it was Ultra for them. Okay. But, like, we saw more. And then for GTA Five, we saw a little bit less, but like it's you know, yeah. It, so, yeah. you know, seems legit, right? Yeah. It's not, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. being skeptical of it or anything like that. Um, so, you know, with that, you definitely don't want to just leave a Ryzen system sitting and balanced if you're a gamer. Like you're going to run into games that right. potentially, you know. So, given this option of this other power profile, just do that. You know, it still runs it as if it was balanced. The Ryzen CPU, even though some people were, I think, even in the comments, they were jumping on. Um, Hey, this thing runs. It it won't let the CPU go lower than ninety percent. Well, that doesn't mean that Ryzen will not go lower than ninety percent because Correct. Ryzen is able to do stuff internally. You know, yes. The thing is, you have to run it lower than a hundred for it to be able to do that stuff. Correct. Is is the point? Yes. Um, it needs to be in a non-max P state in order for its internal clock and power management to be able yeah. to access it. And, and, and modify things and, and, and drop it down. It also means that uh, the clock speeds being reported by something like CPU-Z or A to 64 are going to likely be incorrect. Or even uh, when Windows using this power Task state. Manager. Yes, even Windows Task Manager, correct. Yeah. Especially Windows Task Manager, <laughs> okay. actually. Especially. Um, so we, we go over here, and if you're interested, you can see this yeah. chart that shows I, I, like I dug the, a little deeper the different into the, defaults. Yeah, I dug a little deeper into the profile showing the numbers it is actually tweaking. So there wasn't any kind of trickery in this power profile. It wasn't doing anything out of the ordinary, like as far as what Windows was designed to be able to manipulate in a power profile, right? It's just that not all of those numbers are exposed to a person that just goes digging around in their profile. Right. So you kind of have to dig around in the registry and enable some other things and turn all this other stuff on so that you can actually view what all the other numbers are for the different plans. So I just kind of broke out, you know, there's dozens and dozens of those settings but i just chose to only show the deltas for the ones that actually had deltas for you know right for, to, to to tell this specific story about what this profile was doing 
for those that were you know wanted to get technical on it. It's I mean and so I mean the summation from this is it's one of many things that AMD can tell people to do to try to improve their overall experience. Yes. Right. And, and I mean, this will And it's easy enough to do. Yeah. Uh, we debated internally a lot here on like when I was doing my Ryzen 5 benchmarking. Do I run it at balanced or do I run it at high performance? I ended up running it in both, obviously, based on the data you saw. It saw very little variance in my application selection. Yeah. And it just, you know, there are thousands of games out there. The ones that, the eight that I picked, only one of them showed uh, an actual change. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the ones, a lot of the ones that they saw the differences is like older titles. So yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I wouldn't people, expect you to yeah. test a bunch of older titles for a Ryzen five review. Like, yeah, 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 and 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 that's know. and that's fine. I'm not blaming it for any of that stuff. But like, it's 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 very much a story of okay, you've got your Ryzen. Now adjust your power profile. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about memory scaling, memory yep. performance. Yep. Um, Make There's sure you've got the know, latest BIOS right? and firmware, right? Yeah. Like all of these things are adding up to a little bit more performance in, in these different workloads. Yeah. Um, and it's not anything we've had to ever ask people to do before. That's true. Right? With, when an Intel platform came out, you just – whatever. Yep. And you, we you were, didn't even worry about and it. And we were internally in the office really kind of – I was really skeptical personally of just telling people blanketly to go in high-performance mode. That, it seemed like a bad idea. That for me was like, no. Like that's a ridiculous ask. Yeah. Right, but replace it with a profile like this. Now I'm okay with it. Like that makes sense. That's right. still a balanced power profile. It does, you know, yeah. it might run like a watt or two more, you know, compared to what balance this, did. The AMD one. Yeah, yeah. We didn't do detailed power measurements for this. They this they piece. told me very explicitly that it was like two to three watts total yeah. measured power difference. Yeah, yeah. So so okay. You know, take the couple of watt difference, but you're getting much better performance in. A decent amount of games, you know, decent amount of situations, right? All right. We've talked about Ryzen 5 for a very long time. Go to the, go to the re- review website, which is PCPro.com, the review website. Yes. Uh, and uh, look up this stuff here, and you'll see our reviews. Before we get on to our next thing, uh, the buyer's guide, I do want to mention uh, uh, on our Patreon, we have Adam. No last name. Just Adam pledged $10. Thank you, sir. That's amazing. Uh, we have... Mm, E O I N. Eon? Ian. Ian? Ian? Ian. Deneen. D I N E E N. Okay. Ian Deneen pledged five bucks. Thank you, sir. Uh, and Wayne Prolisco edited their pledge up to $5. So thank you guys very much. We really appreciate that. All right. So we talked about that for a long time. Let's, let's uh, sprint. Through the other stuff, uh, we posted a spring 2017 buyer's guide. Uh, Sebastian did most of the work putting this together. Uh, this is basically just a, a general run-through of the components we like today. Uh, not specific selections, not like here's a build and here's a video putting it all together. But it's, okay, here, we like Ryzen 7. Uh, here's the Core i7 equivalents. Here's the pricing and some general uh, uh a discussion around it. Here's some GPUs we like. We like the 1080 on the high end, or 1080 Ti on the high end. 1060 at the low end. 480 is an interesting one because of all the rumors coming around about updates to the RX 480 uh, in the relatively near future. Uh, some motherboard selections from X370 to Z270, your memory. We talk about higher speed memory as well for those people who are buying um, Ryzen processors. It doesn't have the effect on the Intel platform, but you know, there's always... The Ryzen parts. We talked about, you know, I put the 960 Evo in here. Yep. I guess Evo or Pro. 
know, Evo's it's good enough. Evo is pretty dang good. Evo's pretty dang good. I like that. Let's put that on the box. I mean, uh, <laughs> Samsung 850 Evo for the SATA, and then for ugh, the lumbering, ugh, mass storage drives. Drive? Western Digital Red. Well, it's listed you know. on there. Sebastian has some cases and coolers that he recommends. Uh, we have uh, mice. We have this little guy here, the SATA IDE hard drive adapter. Sweet. Andy. For those older hard drives you might have sitting around. Uh, the Lexar jump drive that Sebastian reviewed recently that he's still a big fan of. I like the G900 mouse from Logitech. I, too, like the G900 mouse. And then we, we brag about having power battery backups that everybody should have for all of their computers that they actually like having around. Actually, keep an eye, that's that same model we have in the office, right? <laughs> yeah, it keep is. Keep an eye on that thing because it occasionally goes on sale for almost half off. Uh, it wasn't quite that much. It was close. It was like 140. But they have another model that's the same specs that it does not have the P, uh, PFC feature. Perfect sine wave? Yes. You want, you want the perfect sine wave? Do you? Okay. Uh, we got some switches. Everybody needs s- switches. And then Cherry uh, MX. Headphones, webcams, that's, that type that's, of stuff. If, you just, if, you're, mm. if, you're, if you're in the spring buying mood, you got your... Uh, uh, tax return back or if you're like me and filed a tax extension and you don't have to pay for a little bit longer feel free to go to that spying guide and and uh, see if there's anything worth worth picking up so um i am gonna run through the last the next couple of these pretty quickly because uh run like the wind they're they're not on the show here alpha alpha cool mm, oof pronunciation again ice block ice block Ice block. Ice block. I think they're going for That's, ice block. Uh, yeah, I think that, yeah. I get it. I see, guys. It's Good a job. block. The XPX CPU water block review. Obviously, Maury is the one who posted this here. Um, nice looking block. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I is guess. A, is that a composite? Like the top is composite, I guess? I don't know. You tell me. Looks like just a molded plastic. Three something. more, maybe. Even three. Slick sound. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's, it's like a. It's a black so uh but he got it in not black see this picture here oh yeah silver uh so let's see let me go on through the if you either love water cooling or you think it's overkill let's see uh some of our performance features here cooler comparison testing thank goodness for mori on all this stuff so we've got the alpha cool ice block xps default and alternate settings um and they appear to be at least on this 5960x at or amongst the best, falling behind maybe only the XSPC Raystorm Pro. We look at kind of max core usage. And then uh, really good results again. XPSC Raystorm Pro kind of falling behind it a little bit. Maury um, says the top is aluminum. Aluminium? Oh, all right. Exactly. We got pre- to prepare, Josh. We're going to be in London soon. Yes. Uh, but this is, I think it's relatively inexpensive. 69 bucks at Amazon? It's pretty cheap for a water box. Is it? Yeah. Okay. They usually run like 90, 100. Yeah. Performance under strengths, performance under stock and overclocking conditions, build quality, mounting, uh, out-of-the-box support for current Intel and AMD offerings, including Ryzen. Uh, weaknesses, the acetal top. What the hell? Okay. Well, I thought he, he, what? Acetyl. You said it was aluminium. I thought it was. Yeah. Uh, He's a liar. Think, I think the top that's underneath the aluminium. Oh yeah, the crowd. top of the water block with the micro channel. Sure. Is uh yeah, fair enough. 
bear it's a ears. liar. They should have just not put that part on there and just had the aluminum be the top. Doesn't make any sense. Mm. Well, unless they're worried about corrosion. Never mind. <laughs> Anodizing. Aluminum right next to copper and, you know. Sure. Bad things sure. happen. Eh. Also today, Lee posted a review of the Vivo 24K 650-watt gold power supply. It's a gold I power I will freely supply. admit that this is a brand new company to me, uh, but they have the 24-carat and gold. They sell, like, monitor arms and stuff. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, my roommate bought a Vivo, like, four-monitor arm at some point. It's weird because, like, I saw this review and I thought about that. And I'm like, that's weird. So does this power supply power have... Power supply and monitor arms? That's does, kind does, of an odd crossover. Does the power supply have video in and video out on them or something? Or just... <laughs> no. So it's got right. rounded corners. Seems to be it where their name came from. corners, yes. For safety, Jeremy, for safety. Uh, it does look pretty cool. Yeah, I mean... It, it's hard to, to put too much into the look and style of a power supply yeah, when, often, especially in newer chassis, where they like they put in their own compartment with yep. like a little box over it, so you don't even get to see it. Yeah, right. Unfortunately, um, yeah. So, uh, and and Lee even says Lee, uh, that Vivo is testing the waters with the introduction of twenty four k two hundred or six hundred fifty watt power supply um, to offer an eighty plus gold certified fully modular power supply at an affordable price to budget minded consumers. So that gives you an idea of kind of what. What segment we're working into here? Um, five-year warranty at 105C rated caps. Uh, oh, I know. No, I'm sorry. A five-year warranty would have made him happier. It is a three-year warranty on this one. Um, 58 bucks on Amazon.com. 59 bucks on Newegg. So clearly in the budget segment. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did get uh, good voltage regulation, quiet fan, uh, up to 12 volt output, or up to 52 amp output on the 12 volt. Uh, weaknesses being that three-year warranty, relatively large for a 650-watt power supply, and uh, the 85C rated caps instead of the 105C rated caps on that power supply. But you are getting what you pay for. It's still got a silver award from them. And again, yeah, 50, that's, that's $50. kind of expensive. 58 yeah. bucks is, yeah. Yep. yeah. Long-term, we'll see. Uh, and You know, I've got a great idea for a oh, water block. Do you? Okay. Yeah, I do. I You know, I think I'm going to make one out of nickel and lead and then I'm going to have some special cooling fluid through there it's going to be electric <laughs> I get it I see what you did there I'm like, <laughs> just going to power the computer right off of the <laughs> it'll be a Peltier cooler <laughs> the water block. can you yeah. push voltage in through the uh, top of a processor and power it that way <laughs> just jam it, just jam it in there. like is that I mean I don't know electric it all goes to the same place I guess you know well, then you're just going to have electroplating. It's true. Hmm. Hey, it's just hmm. custom the electroplated CPUs. You, your heat it, spreader will only last is, for a few, I was gonna say, a few is weeks. It, is your heat spreader more or less effective if you are applying the electric through <laughs> the heat spreader? <laughs> you, make, you, make the, you make the heat spreader into the uh, Pelt, Peltier cooler? Oh. You just put a really big backplate on it to absorb some of the extra heat. Oh, uh, okay. Wow. You actually put cooling underneath the pens, between the pens and the motherboard. Exactly. And that's where you can ask your friends, plate. hey, touch the top of that and see if it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Not friends you like, I guess. Just keep pouring this water on it. <laughs> uh, Sebastian posted a review of the Leanne Lee PCQ17 Mini ITX Aluminium Enclosure. I'm getting all prepped. Uh, so there it is. It's tiny. Is it on a skewed angle? Is that 
its thing? No, the it's a rhombus. Is sloped. It's a parallelogram, whatever. It's a rhombus. Yeah. Rhombus? Okay. We're going to have geometry debates in here again. <laughs> again? It's One's... not a prism. <laughs> okay, thank okay. you. Okay, very good. Uh, it is, this is an ROG, uh, I don't know if it's, it's not ROG sponsored, but it's like... It's got the logo on yeah, the side of the case. It's like co-branded. Yeah, that's, that's a good way of putting it. Uh, mini tower chassis, two expansion slots. It has, apparently has room for three, three and a half inch hard drives, five, two and a half inch drives, even an, uh, an external five and a quarter inch drive bay. Is that a joke? What's that mean? An external <laughs> You're plugging the USB drive. Oh, it's a CD style at the top. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I don't know, why, why, would you, why do you consider that external? No, it doesn't. There, it says slim ODD oh, built in. I, oh, okay. I gotcha. External. But it looks colon. like that's a removable plate. Yeah, I gotcha. So that you could have nothing instead? No, you could have a like, five and so? a quarter thing. Like, mm, I'm going like to th- say I don't know not, if you can actually fit a five we'll and a quarter look, we'll inch. I don't think you can when yeah. you look at the inside and the angle of it. Oh. Brushed aluminum, uh, USB 3.0 on the front, uh, tight quarters for working space, I'm sure. It's small enough. You don't have to hire a lorry. <laughs> good, good. Keep getting the Britishisms going. It's good. I mean, clearly, if, when you look at this picture, it is simply a square chassis with the like front chassis. angular... Uh, Chassis. The bonnet is yeah. I'm gonna, yeah I was trying bonnet. to find a way to use the word buggy, but was I don't. was was Sebastian chuffed a bit? <laughs> but this case might have been chafed. I, I don't mean, know he was chuffed. Mm. Uh, so you can see, actually see. Oh, that's actually interesting. Underneath that faceplate is uh, yeah, one of the drive for an optical cages. drive. Oh, it but is. That, yeah, that's optical drive cage. Sort of like but it's brand. still slim. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't look. And like you it can still fit in an SSD in there. Yeah. Yeah, you Pretty can't put an SSD in that spot. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. If you scroll on more, there's a picture. Gotcha. You got a Vertex 480 sitting there. A, a vertically mounted power supply, obviously with some space constraints, but you can't... Is that a SSD being mounted? Oh, on the front That's of in place okay. of the optical drive. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Room for water cooling up front. He always has the toughest the toughest jobs to deal with, these small, little, tiny cases. Good thing he's a tiny, tiny He has tiny small man. hands. <laughs> All right. Well, we just went there. Uh, you can see the uh, the graphics card installed here. It is um, close to the bottom, but even if you have a lower style cooler, there it's vented along the bottom, so it should be able to get air in from the bottom. Yep. And the case right? does have cat hair, feet, dog hair, so dust. That might be a problem that's for true, it's you. It's going to go straight in. Um, I don't oh, know. The GPU will just suck it up and blow it at the back. Yeah, it's fine. Perfectly clean. No residue left behind. I'm sure. Done. I would just tell you to clean more. I guess. Um, I don't know what else to say about that. Well, it's so small it, that you can just flip it over and vacuum it. Well, the idea is it's it's small enough to be true. sitting on your desk probably as opposed to sitting on your floor. True, so true. That as helps significantly yeah. with dust. And you can see And the, this would make it really hard to describe because it is about the same size as a bread box. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The power cord comes in the back and it actually has a little extension to plug into the power supply because the power supply cable is at the top. Uh, in terms of temperatures... He did some testing with the Core i5-6600K and the R9-290X reference that you saw there and gives you some idle load temperatures uh, as well as noise levels. Um, you know, it's it's okay. It's it's loud, right, for, for a reference cooler, even, even for one of those older reference coolers. Uh, but you are working in tight space where it has the fan has to spend a lot to get that air to come through that bottom vent. 
And there's not uh, a lot of case in the way of, uh, you know, in, in shielding you from the sound. Correct. Either. Correct. $189. So pretty, pretty pricey. Um, strengths, premium, all aluminum construction, room for full-size components, excellent cooling. Uh, weaknesses being limited storage space with some component choices and would like to see a tempered glass window at this price. I would agree. So 189 bucks if you want to, I guess. Here it is. Come and get it. We'll mention this quickly, though I don't have any hands-on experience with it yet, so I don't know how much we can talk about it. But it's the windows- on this. Sorry? It's on this. It's Windows 10. Yeah. It's Windows, fine. The Windows 10 Creator. Oh, you installed it on your yeah. machine. The Windows 10 yeah, Creator's update. The best out. thing about it yes. is it adds a new mail icon to your taskbar. It's mm. true. Yeah. It that does. you immediately unpin. <laughs> and, yeah. and in my case, I, I had, must have had a bug something or another. I unp- I, it showed up, and I'm like, did what everybody else on the planet probably did. And, oh, what's that crap? Unpin. Right. It stayed there. Like, the icon went away. And, like, it was to the left of other things that were running to the right of it, and it just left a blank spot oh. on the test bar. And I was like, what the heck is that? And I tried, this like, case, I tried dragging it over. reserved for Clippy. Yeah, basically. And I was dragging across a blank spot on the test bar that the other icons were shuffling around. Sounds reasonable. Just, uh, yeah. I haven't installed any of my machines yet, but I will. Uh, obviously, the thing that's probably most important to uh, our group and community is the game mode that they uh, is now you know publicly available. This is a... They haven't really gone into a whole bunch of detail, and I've I've tried to read a bunch yeah. of stories about it, and everybody 3D has MS Paint. Come on, they've, everybody has a bunch of anecdotal. <laughs> oh, somebody said this type of thing, or we assume it's doing this. Yeah. Nobody has technical. The general assumption is that they are prioritizing the processes of the game over the other processes. Yep, like setting it to a higher priority than. Just a normal priority, yep. and they might be uh, they might be context. as long as you got it from Windows Store. They might be uh, context no. switching those processes UWP less often. Natively, like they might be switching those processes around, juggling them Correct. from core to core Correct. less often. Uh, it's possible. It's possible. Jeremy, I don't. Th- it doesn't support UWP only. No, not only. Oh, but it's it's uh, built in. If you if you were running a UWP game, mm-hmm. game mode will automatically give you benefits. If you're not, they've provided code to developers so that they can take advantage of it, but wait for the patch. But can't, no, I think if you, if you run I mean, a, you can enable it on any Win32 game. Absolutely, but you might not notice a difference. It might be like upping the power state on an AMD Ryzen. Well, yeah, there, there are plenty of questions. There have been testing from – testing was done like kind of when the creator's update first went out to the early ring sub uh, uh, users. Yeah. And a lot of – you know, there were some people that showed like literally no differences between enabling it and disabling it. Uh, and I think the more the more recent data I'm seeing is that it's it's getting a little bit better. And and the kind of um, summation that I've seen thus far, again, not my own testing, can't verify, is that minimum frame rates appear to be going up, while average frame rates appear to be staying the same. Staying the same, which yeah. would kind of drive with the context switching kind of thing. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, and I, I, you know, I put in some questions to Microsoft, and I'm hoping that they actually answer me. But it's like I would love to, I would love to talk with somebody from a technical standpoint about what is this actually doing? Yeah, right. How does it recognize what threads it is? Uh, is there a whitelist, blacklist thing? Is is it is it simply like oh, if you're playing a game, we're going to pick that the the processes that are most active then, 
and and kind of group those as you want to keep these active mm-hmm. or higher priority. Um, Do I need to change the name of my uh, executables again? Right. You can see if that's, <laughs> if that's the case. Because, I mean, the way you enable it in any app is you, you do the, what is it, Windows G, I guess, and it brings yeah. up the menu and you, put it, you can put it in a game mode like while you're in the game. And so uh, – and I think, there, I think there is a setting if you go into the main settings and you can enable it globally, I think. I think you can. Um, and so I would like to talk about what the differences are there. Um, and again, maybe I've got we've got some upcoming GPU testing to do. Maybe kind of tack on some creators and creators update for that uh, testing as well. I mean, there's other stuff in creators update. There's the uh, ink support, right? Yep. Uh, I don't know what else. Anything else interesting? The streaming a- stuff. Oh yeah, you can stream through yep. the game mode, uh, the game bar they stuff are. now. They changed your default command uh-huh. prompt to um, what's what's a who's it? I mean PowerShell. What do you mean PowerShell by your defeat? Yeah. D- d- yeah. You what do you mean by your default command prompt? Launch it from within PowerShell. Well, it's, in, it's default in two places. It, your context menu one is changed. Yeah. And you have to like tweak registry to change it back. And then there's an option in the settings to right, like if you right click the start button and you get the command prompt thing, that yeah. changed too. So it just goes to PowerShell? Yeah. Huh. You know what rocks yeah. about PowerShell? I mean, it says it's PowerShell. It's blue. Yeah. Instead of saying command prompt <laughs> oh, so here. Great. So much nicer yeah, than that. Windows doesn't have a default like thing to change. They changed the menu option in yeah, two they places. Changed like, they didn't so remove that. anything about command prompt. Sure. Command prompt oh, is no, still there. Microsoft yeah. never removes anything, they just hide it. Well, <laughs> oh, you dig around removed, in the registry. They removed Solitaire and Minesweeper or replaced them with, okay, with ad-supported versions that you have to pay for the un-ad-supported version. Mother and Texas Hold'em, too. No. <sighs> I didn't even know Texas Hold'em was in there. It was supposed to be on one of the versions of, I think it was, uh, 8. Uh-oh. It was originally uh, with uh, Vista Ultimate. Uh-huh. That was it. It was the Ultimate. See, it's not one. Every time I go so walking the down next... the sidewalk. Uh-oh. See, now I can't shut it off. <laughs> just throw it. It's then it's just gonna make that sound from across the office. Yeah, but the it's mic won't pick getting, it up. It's actually getting a good beat now. Oh, now no, it's not. Okay. Uh, that was a mistake. Um, so that's the creators update. It's available for free downloads now, right? For Windows, I think actually this laptop just prompted me for it. And I had yeah, to tell it to I mean, they would have. Yeah, pat- if you don't get the prompt, you can head over and uh, get it through the requested update. Gotcha. I imagine they pushed it on Patch there. Tuesday. Mm. Well, they pushed some on Patch Tuesday. Mm. Not everybody. Oh, interesting. Of course. They're uh, stepping it up. Let's see. <laughs> time for the new story. The next story. That's time for to talk about the Titan XP. What? Yeah, Big you know me. Titan XP. Uh, so NVIDIA very quietly... Mm-hmm. As in, no, like I got no email from them before this happened. I got no, uh, there was no press briefing. There was no, hey, do you want a card to test? There was none of that. It, I, I got an email from a reader who said, hey, by the way, this is up. And they, they launched a new Titan X with a lowercase p at the end of it. Mm-hmm. That is the now fully unlocked GP102 GPU. You know, the best thing about this is... They've got Brian Del Rizzo with one of those silver pens, and for every Titan X, they they do a BIOS flash to it, and he writes a small P on <laughs> on it. Uh, so, what is a fully locked GP one hundred and two? It is uh, 
the extra 256 CUDA cores that were missing from the 1080 Ti, essentially, right? Um, 12 gigabytes of RAM. 12 gigabytes of RAM, a 10.7 increase in boost shader capacity uh, compared to the Quadro... Oh, wait, no. The Quadro P6000 uses the same GPU yeah. as, as opposed to the 1080 Ti, I yeah. guess is what we're comparing it to now. Um, and it is an increase from 480 gigabytes per second to 547.7 gigabytes per second, a 14% increase in memory bandwidth, which is impressive. Uh, it is available now, only sold through NVIDIA's website. It is $1,200, um, which is the same price that the previous Titan X Pascal launched at, right? Twelve hundred bucks, I think. I think so. Yeah, um, which is now the twenty sixteen model <laughs> listed of the Nvidia Titan X. Um, it's got to be the last good version until the Titan Seven. You don't want the Titan Vista. Yeah, you're gonna want the Titan Seven S. Yeah, at yeah. That. You're not yeah. gonna want the Titan Vista. So you it's, might as well just buy one. It's really weird, right? You know, I mean, I guess. When they launched the 1080 Ti, it was so much faster than the 1080, and then also it was faster than the Titan X Pascal version that had been released, mm-hmm. which, by the way, many people called the Titan XP. I never did because I hated it. I still don't like this, but whatever. I think this is just a tough lesson from NVIDIA, saying you, yeah, I'm, you, I'm you, still, call, our brand, you call our brands what they are. <laughs> call our products what we name them. No, or you else. don't make up names. Like, you look like fools. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still waiting all of our for the, Josh, Damn go. It. I'm still waiting for the Titan X slash two, even though it's going to be really competitive and compatible. Um, IBM's going to buy it and kill it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, you were going to say something? I was going to say and stop spelling our letters all capitalized. Inside <laughs> yeah. joke from yeah, apparently. Uh, so I, I don't have I'd like I don't have one of these. I've asked. I don't think they're sending them out to anybody. I'm not going to buy one because I know exactly how it's going to perform. Um, if you're a gamer, you can buy a 1080 Ti for 700. I mean, they're bucks. not, trying, they're not even trying to, to burn. They're not trying to push us for gamers. No, they're so not. But like, I, I think there was there was there was there was probably the debate of why even have a Titan. Sorry, it says it's time to move on. I guess, I guess. why even have a Titan. <laughs> If it's not the fastest card in the GeForce like line, yeah, right. Well, so maybe you've got to test your readiness for 8K. You maybe you do, and if you wanted to do that, <laughs> why does it distort? <laughs> uh, well, because the batteries are low. I don't yeah. say uh, you could use. Oh no! <laughs> you could use. You could use the Unigen Superposition GPU Stress Test uh, Benchmark, which does run at 8K. Jeremy, what is this thing? Jeremy? Jeremy. Ah, uh, the mute button. Uh, Apparently, it's very yeah. pretty. I haven't seen it yet. I think Al was saying he did. I was toying around uh, with it. I ran it. But, yeah. Nice. I mean, it's only like 1500 bucks. But, uh, yeah, so it's got a huge hey, variety of <laughs> – hello again, Intel. Huge variety of tests you can do from old uh, basic YouTube resolutions all the way up to 8K, 60 frames a second, which good luck finding hardware that will display it, let alone power it. Right. But uh, it Unity has been a sort of a benchmark, but we haven't had a new one in a long time. We've Correct. Been, 
Relive Valley, but yeah, Valley's been out for a while. That's been a long time. Yeah, and Heaven. Like the, those were the two. So now they've yep. also got uh, VR testing because, of course, you really need to start doing that. So yeah, they'll tell you about superposition. Uh, what was the other one? Not frame drops. Uh, what's the other thing know. you benchmark for in VR? Uh, uh, drops and and warps and stuff warps. like that. That's what I think it was. Yeah. yeah. So it'll do superpositions and warps, which is going to tell you whether you need a bucket when you're doing VR. You're going to be fine. <laughs> so it's it's nice to see. A I, brand I, I do want to try that out. I do I do want to try that out because I have there have not been any. There have not been any in VR, um, oops, any in VR benchmarks yet. 3D marks? Did you run They've that in VR? The room and the blue room and that. But I, yeah, there was a 3D mark VR version. Yeah, there's a, I thought it was just a demo. Did it actually give you a score? They came out with an actual benchmark, I think. Yeah. I don't think the VR thing gives you a score. I thought it was just a demo. Yeah, I think you're just to walk around in the because I didn't the low tier one because they've got three colors now. Uh, It was orange, blue, and I can't think what the middle one was. But the the basic chartreuse. Look at it, of course. Mav, I will say that um, burnt sienna. (laughs) Leave her alone. The the (laughs) demo itself was pretty. The one you could interact with was pretty cool to play with. yeah, I want to try this. It's just on one of my lists of 300 things to get to. But yeah. Very cool. Uh, and uh, you did mention it is a free download. There is a free downloadable version. Yeah, you don't have to pay the $1,500 for the full version. No, $1,500? No, no. It's $20, Jeremy. $1,500 is a licensee engine. No, it's, oh, it's $20 sorry, US, $1,500 Canadian. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's $20 bucks for the. Oh, yeah, it's about $20 bucks American right now. All right, a couple of more things here. Uh, I don't, we're going to talk to Alan about storage. Yeah. Western Digital announced the USB Type-C My Passport SSD. Very cleverly named, My Passport SSD. Well, My Passport's just all their you know external USB thingies, right? Portable USB drives. Okay. Um, you might notice it's a little longer than uh, usual. I Maybe don't. they're compensating for something. No, it's uh, actually... <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> What's that cartoon character that that Mutley. dog? Mutley. Mutley. Every uh, time it's Mutley. still Mutley. All right. Anyway, um, I'm pretty sure there is a Western Digital Blue SATA M.2 SSD in there. What? What makes you think that? Uh, Performance numbers? Yeah. Because he threw one on the and, ground really hard. And the shape. And out popped an M.2 SATA. <laughs> that would that would that would be a giveaway. I mean, there are only so many uh, SSDs that Western Digital makes. True. So far. There's a blue. True. And there's a black. All true. Uh, well, the blue is the SATA model, and they make it an M.2 and two and a half inch. And I don't think that's two and a half inch enclosure. I doubt it. So uh, it's process of elimination. There you go. Okay. That's probably what's in there. So we're talking ninety nine bucks for the two hundred fifty six gig model, according to Best Buy. Uh, Five hundred twelve gig models, one ninety nine. One terabyte, three ninety nine. Yeah, is that is that in? I think it's like a few bucks more than the just the M dot two. Oh really? It doesn't meet oh, Ryan's okay. law, so. but it's not bad. Yeah, I mean, you know, available. Uh, they were available as of the fourteenth, or no, will be available for the fourteenth of April. It just seems so odd to have a. Drive they specifically market as USB 3.1 Gen 2. That's a SATA drive. Look, that's the exact same thing 
That's the uh, uh, Samsung T3. It's That's an MSATA? It's an MSATA It's not a Gen 2 drive. It's got a USB Type-C cable on it. That doesn't mean it's Gen 2, Alan. Yeah, it's I, still I 5 gigabit. <laughs> I know. Yeah. If they label this... They specifically label this as Gen 2. Okay, that just means the chip speaks Gen 2. Yes, but, but why would you put a chip that speaks Gen 2 in there for more money if... With the SATA thing on the other yeah. end of it? Yeah, it's confusing. Well, yeah, I can I see why Marketing. they would do it, because they can have that checkbox, but... Yeah. They don't list speeds anywhere, so I'm intrigued. It looks okay. I mean, it looks cool. Yeah. Oh, they do lead speeds up to 515 megabytes a second. So that's SATA. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Now we have our answer. Wow. But we have another SSD as well. A data announces the XPG SX 7000. Yeah. This is going line. to be a Silicon Motion 2260 controller. Okay. Have we tested one of those before? Probably Micron Flash. We haven't tested this specific drive, but we tested similar. No, no. That controller we like have? That controller. Similar kind NVMe of configurations, okay. you know, other realize this is the, the 7000 series is sort of like the Evo to the SX8000, of which there is a there's another model that's higher up than this from okay. ADATA. Okay, my point. the SX8000. Right? Okay, I there's gotcha. an SX8000 yep. that's sort of like their Pro. This is sort of like their Evo. Same kind of deal. The controller is the same, except this uses TLC flash with SLC caching, okay. whereas the 8000 was like straight MLC. It's the same exact kind of gotcha, you know thing right so so let me uh, ask you this to express so there was some debate about like warranties and like this comes with a five-year warranty whereas a samsung part that's the equivalent part which is like the 960 evo mm-hmm. right uh only comes with the three-year warranty right uh so there is that right um but realize that even if the prices were matched identically a cost per gig was identical um the silicon motion uh 2260 performance compared to a 960 Evo is still, I mean, they're getting closer, but it's still not a direct comparison. Okay. Like the, the 960 Evo really just like dominates everything right now. So how about the Fizon controllers compared? Uh, it's also similar. Like basically there's Samsung and then there's all the other guys and it's not necessarily the controller's fault as much as it is Samsung, uh, 3d VNAND just is way better at performance than all of the okay. first iterations of the you know other companies trying to come out with their version of 3d you know whatever especially in, if if this one uses micron micron's 3d tlc is not the fastest you know like they, they want for more capacity per die on their first round than they want for you know performance whereas samsung's the way that they're using you know designing and building their flash the performance is just amazing for what it is right and they've kind of that's given them the lead on quite a while you know for quite a while so far and it continues one other question yes yeah one other yes uh is it just me or is a data really starting to come out with a lot of solid state products in a pretty short period of time i mean they've been like this for a while um i will say that my bigger concern with them is in the past they've come out with a lot of products and then it was hard to actually find them a few months later Mm. um you know, there have been times where I went to price check stuff and like couldn't even find, you know, half of the capacities of their lineup of something on Amazon, for example. So mm. I hope that gets better. I imagine it would if, with their cadence in, increasing like this and then moving into what would be a much more popular product like this, you know, M.2 product. Yeah. Are they 10 cents a gig? No. Moving on. 
Crap. It's time for our hardware software picks of the week. Up first is me. And I'm going with the uh, Ryzen 5 1600. This is 219 bucks. There's only eight left in stock on Amazon, guys. Uh, and you pair this with a $110 motherboard like the one I used, which was the oof, MSI B350 Tomahawk board. And $120 for 16 gigs of 3200 memory, 2933 memory. And you have a killer six-core, 12-thread system uh, up and running. And this also comes with the Wraith, uh, Wraith Spire cooler, which I was, was pretty impressed with as well. I just realized I didn't put any commentary on that in the review, and I should have, because the cooler actually was, was surprisingly good. Um, the 1600 versus the 1600X, you're going to pay $30 or $40 more for the X version, and the only difference is clock speed, and you can just overclock this a little bit, and you'll be fine or, or not, and I still think you'll be fine in terms of all the performance metrics that we have looked at. Uh, and I... I, I I think what I, I think what I'm going to do personally is probably use an 1800x that I have here and build myself a Ryzen 7 system and just replace my current rig with just that use it. going forward. Um, and just I, I can't imagine a scenario where I would be disappointed, but let's just find out. Like, yeah. do all the crap I do on a daily basis on it, and I'm sure it'll be great. But for significantly less amount of money, the Ryzen 5 1600 is less than half the price of that 1800x. Mm. Um, and makes a very compelling case for uh, a a uh, consumer looking to build either a PC that does gaming or productivity or work or both or all. Uh, that's that's my pick. So that's me, Jeremy. I believe you... I was going to contradict you on the RAM price, although oh, apparently okay. this deal is incredibly popular because when I posted it earlier, it was eighty bucks. It's now ninety bucks with one left. But okay, eight gigs of DDR four thirty two hundred for currently ninety dollars. Well, that's eight gigs. I was oh. going sixteen gigs. Well, and you can double it once they've got stock back in. <laughs> but if you're going for a lower end system, and this is what I put it in. Ah, uh, okay. Was our okay. sort of mid-range. Uh, you've still got two slots to upgrade later on when you've got ninety bucks back in your pocket. Yep. But DDR4 at high uh, frequencies is not necessarily as expensive as you might expect. Interesting. So if we go down to twenty-six hundred, the thirty-two gig one is going to be a bit more expensive. Yeah. I'm let just me let s- me throw a link at you. Oh, don't throw. And anything. maybe think about this one because if buddy of mine, ooh, a buddy did this. Wink, wink. And apparently this is just rebranded G Skill X memory. It's in the uh I can't see slack. that on this computer, but I'll believe you. And I put it in IRC. Oh, I still that's can't see it on this computer, but that's bad. fine. All right, so 120 bucks for 16 gigs of 3200 memory. EVGA and branded. uh I, and I know that dim, for so fact it, it works with an AMD 1700 at 3200 makes you know for a fact it does or you do not know it does there you go and i, I think but that's did you run worth... it on this motherboard well maybe not that motherboard but the uh, the tai chi ah there you go yeah. uh I, I will say that you know, obviously prices are going to vary based on like new egg amazon like different types of things but i would pay particular attention to if you can if you don't want to be the first one to try it find somebody who has tried memory like this on a ryzen platform and can kind of verify that it works because they're especially as you get into higher speeds um 
at least initially, especially with the Ryzen sevens, there were some hit or miss places where memory did and did not work. Um, but if you if Josh says uh, his friend tested this out and it works fine, it, it is my it. friend. It's it's a guy down in Dallas. It's not me. Wink, I'm too wink, cheap. Wink. Nudge, nudge. Say no more. Say mm-hmm, no more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's that's at Micro Center and it's EVGA memory. Interesting. I, yeah, I honestly didn't even know they did this. At Micro Center. At I think Micro that's Center. the only place that sells it. Gotcha. Uh, speaking of Josh, which I wasn't, but now I am. Okay. What's your pick? I don't know. I forgot. Let's see here. Uh, it's a motherboard. Uh-huh. Okay, it's the MSI X370 SLI Plus. It's one of the less expensive, not Biostar, X370. So if you want okay. to run with the Ryzen 5, this is a nice price point. It's 20 bucks less than the Asus Prime. It has similar features, good build quality, decent power bases, and uh, all that other fun stuff. Good audio. Everything you kind of need. I mean, it's it's the basic X370 board. I think it's got a single M.2, and that's fine. I think they all do, yeah. Well, I mean, there are others that have double M.2s. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like the, I think the Crosshair does the one I does that. Ken, does the Crosshair have multiple M.2? I don't know. Okay. Anyway, we've only got two. There are others that that have multiple (laughs) M.2. But if you're gonna go low price and you want wait, potential SLI, wait. what does this motherboard have HDMI? Oh, right, because it's an AM4. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. So, so that means that you can output? put a Bristol Ridge in there. <laughs> yeah, got it. Fun, fun, fun. Indeed. Anyway, 139 bucks is not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and you can use you know again Ryzen seven or Ryzen five with a motherboard purchase like that. So. And it says right here, supports DDR4 3200 plus Woo. memory. And they just released uh, the Agisa 1.04 or 10.0.0.4, whatever that is. 1004. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that has the better latencies and uh, support for more memory speeds. Fantastic. All right. Who's up next? Alan. Mm-hmm. Me. What do you got? A Commodore 64 game. Oh yeah. That was made in 2013. Don't close your eyes and fall asleep on me. All right. So uh, uh anybody who used to play a bunch of Commodore 64 games, if you did, you probably played a game called Bruce Lee, which is one of the funner ones. That's um, not a word. More funner. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't show this web so why not? Words beginning with I didn't F, I didn't put, yes. I didn't crap I didn't want to crap a bunch of links into the thing, but so there was a guy named Bruno Marcos who makes like kind of you know newer versions of games, but not on the same platform. Mm-hmm. Like so, this guy made Bruce Lee two on you know it was a Windows game. It was like a port of the Commodore yeah, of course. thing. Well, the problem was he was he added a bunch of features to the game that wouldn't fit into the memory of the Commodore. Okay, right. Sure. So he just like he kind of ported it. He made a better game. Got made it. a better game, right? But then somebody else took on the challenge and ported his port back to the Commodore, fully <laughs> featured. So basically, the guy. Made like added features to things like that the original authors decided to not do because obviously there's just limitations in the how the platform can only handle so much. You're talking about a Commodore 64 here, right? So only handle so much Bruce Lee. Um, 
Yeah, basically. Well, it was, it, there's some pretty funny additions in here. Like, you know, it was the game, you know, you're Bruce Lee, and then there was, like, a, just two characters you're up against, and every time you go to another screen, the same two characters show up, right? <laughs> this guy added more characters to the game. He actually added Chuck Norris. And, like, ha- the dude has, in very, very 8-bitty, pixely animation, uh, very crude animation, but has Chuck Norris's, like, signature kicks. Is he, is he wearing jeans? In the, he's wearing the... He's, he just, Got no shirt on. He's got the white pants. Okay. Right. You know, the typical Chuck Norris kind of. No, so hard, Chuck, typical Chuck crashes. Norris to me is Texas Ranger. Well, so he's wearing jeans yeah, and yeah, cowboy yeah. boots. He's slacks. So there's a video link in the show notes, and there's a long play where a guy basically plays through the entire you know version of the new one. So if you've played the old one and you don't want to mess around with an emulator or whatever, and you just want to watch someone else play through it, <laughs> like I, I laughed out loud when he got to a screen and Chuck Norris showed up instead of the other two characters that usually show up. You there's know, a white paper on the making of Bruce Lee 2 as well. Yeah, that's the making. That's the guy that ported it. Oh, okay. It's like describing his effort, and then it's. This um, kind of reminds me of that that competition, the sixty four k, three D applications. Yeah, yeah. How big where of people a, do amazing things? Yeah, how big of a demo? It was like game demo makers were yeah. like just making amazing, you know, graphical experiences and demos to just fit into this tiny amount of memory. Just goes to show everyone, if you need to throw more metal at it, you're a bad programmer. Yeah, I was just shocked that, like... (laughs) No one should ever need more than... I heard about this when the guy did it, when the guy did the Windows version, and then I basically just forgot about it, and it turned out, like, less than a year later or a year later or something, this other guy had ported it back to C64. That just kills me. Now, how do you get it on a five... and a quarter inch floppy to put in your C64? Or tape? They got images. They have the images. But how do you... What do you mean? How do you get the image from your Windows PC onto said floppy? Oh, there's... I forget exactly what. There's a person that makes an interface that you can actually... You edge it with a pen? <laughs> yeah. No, you punch it. The I guess you could write it to the real, the real kicker is that the 1541 floppy drive on Commodore had the same CPU as the Commodore. Yes, I remember that. That seems excessive. Yep. It yeah, was necessary. Expensive. The same 1 megahertz CPU was required to drive... The floppy drive. Yeah. Distributed <sighs> computing. Yeah, that's what it was. It was SLI. Um, <laughs> all right, that's it for the show, everybody, tonight. Thank you for joining us. Uh, PCPro.com slash podcast. That's where you can go find our show notes, links to all the stories we talked about, uh, the picks we had here at the end, uh, MP3 files, RSS links to subscribe, video files, YouTube links, all that stuff, the Patreon uh, is listed there. That is a spot to go to find all of the stuff that you need. So uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. And uh, thank you guys for hanging out. I'm Ryan Trout. I'm Jeremy Holstrom. I'm Josh Walrus. And I'm Alan Malentano. Good night. If you enjoyed this content, consider supporting in-depth technical content by contributing at patreon.com slash pcper.